So I'm Pastor Mike, and uh, so good to be with you here tonight. I know Pastor Michael was here last Thursday, and here I am. I'm up at deck, and what a great chapter. I'm sure you've had some great conversations on Genesis 25. Genesis 25 is halfway within the book of Genesis, because there's 50 chapters, so I don't know if it feels like you've been kind of through this for a long period of time, but... Um, um, it's right, right in the middle, and a lot has happened in this chapter, as a matter of fact. And before we get started, I'm going to open us in prayer. Well, Father, thank you for tonight. Thank you that we're exploring your word as we look at this book in chapter 25. So much richness there. We just ask you would help us draw out the things you want us to, to focus on, the things you want us to learn and to really understand that we would understand more about you and that we would understand more about ourselves. And so help us really just internalize in our heads and our hearts what you have for us tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. So in Genesis 25, we see something that's unique, and that is Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob are all in Genesis 25. And so they're all there in some way, shape, or form. In fact, we see that Isaac's kind of in the middle and he marries Rebekah, but then we see the birth of Jacob and Esau. But then we also see the death of Abraham. Our dear friend, we're going to say goodnight or goodbye to him because uh, future chapters will not include him. Um, and just as a point of reference, Abraham was called a friend of God, what a great way to be referred to. I, I want to be known as a friend of God. You can look that up on Isaiah 41.8 if you're a note taker and you want to get some more information on that. Uh, um, Abraham is also acknowledged as the father of the Hebrew nation. That says Isaiah 51.2. And even in the New Testament, Jesus referred to Abraham in a few different ways, but one of those, if you remember John 8, 58, Jesus said, before Abraham was, I am. Meaning that Jesus was around for all eternity. Before we look back, even years, thousands of years to the good old day where Abraham was, um, I, Jesus, have been there even before Abraham was conceived. And so, uh, Abraham is much throughout scripture, bits and pieces, uh, woven throughout the messages that are here. Chapter 12 is really where we meet him, and this is where God says, I will make you a great nation, and God gives him seven blessings right off the bat, and Abraham was faithful in really leaving the comforts of his homeland and going to where a place he knew not, and he was faithful to say, I'm going to follow you, Lord. You point the way and I'll go. That's great faith, isn't it? And then in chapter 16, we have the birth of Ishmael through, unfortunately, not Sarah, but Hagar, the Egyptian servant of Sarah. And uh, even though God would tell Abraham and Sarah that he would make them just over generations of people, as many as the stars are in the sky, as many as you can count, that will be your generations. But yet, um, 
made a mistake and went with Hagar instead of being faithful and just saying, if God says that I'm going to be over many generations, then I'm going to wait till that happens, even in our old age. And we know that Sarah ultimately gave birth to Isaac. And ultimately, in chapter 23, Sarah dies at 127 years old. Now, I don't know about you, but uh, I don't want to be around 127 years. I just turned 59. I'm starting to feel a little bit old. But 127, I, I just can't imagine what that's like. But uh, sometimes I feel 127, right? <laughs> and so we see in the beginning of chapter 25 where Abraham now marries Keturah. And if you look at 1 Chronicles 132, she is referenced as a concubine. And so she is one that um, Abraham marries. And as you read the names, and I'm not going to go into the names. Uh, yes, you're, thank you. Um, but six sons, seven grandsons, three great-grandsons. There's a, a heritage even after Sarah. And um, I, I didn't know what Christmas Eve... Eve was like with everybody coming over or a birthday party, but it must have been kind of confusing and awkward. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, Abraham understands that Isaac is to carry the heritage uh, through, through that lineage, all the way down through Jesus Christ. And so we see in verse 5 that Abraham gave all that he had to Isaac, all that he had. And and. It also says in verse 6, the sons of his concubine uh, of Keturah, he gave gifts and sent them away from Isaac. And I don't know what kind of gifts those were, but I'm sure they were very uh, small, insignificant gifts. Because you know that, that Abraham is really wanting to set the stage because he's going he's gonna to give his last breath in, in just a minute. And so he's, he's setting things up to carry that lineage in a very strong and powerful way, down through Isaac. And so he's very intent on making sure that Isaac is the one that receives all that he has. And then we look at chapter, excuse me, chapter 25, chapter 25 verse 8. And if you have your Bibles open, uh, there's some pretty rich things here. It says, And Abraham breathed his last and died in a ripe old age, an old man and satisfied with life, and he was gathered to his people. As you think of Abraham living 175 years, I mean, that's even more than 127 years. God ordains every breath that we have. He knows when our last breath is going to be. And I envision Abraham knowing that his days are short-lived, his hours are short-lived, perhaps that he gets an opportunity to look back at all that God has done over that 175 years. Can you imagine just the rich history that's, that's there that he can reflect on? And he just knows that he's a breath away from being in the presence of the Lord. And so he's right in the middle of that. He's looking back, but then he's looking ahead. And um, he gives his last breath. And if he ever had the opportunity to come back, he would say what are, you, are you kidding? I'm here with my God. This is, I'm home now. I'm home now. And I remember when Claudia's mom, Helen, was living with us um, in her final days, and she had just recently before that 
made a decision to follow Christ. All these years beforehand, she, she didn't follow Christ, but it really changed her disposition. It changed who she was and really her motivations and really the things that she had a joy in. And I remember when she was laying in her bed, uh, in her bedroom, and Claudia and I would sit on each end and we would just say, Helen, hey, you can just let go now. You know, God is waiting for you. There's nothing that you can do now that would change anything on this earth. Just let go and, and enjoy being in the presence of the Lord. And it was just a short while after that that we saw her take her last breath. And uh, we missed her dearly. We still do. But, but she is in the presence of the Lord. And so this, as you look at Abraham, he breathed his last and it says he died in a ripe old age. He was discharged from the burdens, from all the, the stuff that can weigh us down, the things that preoccupy us. And Proverbs 16.31 says, a gray head is a crown of glory. I, I hope it also says a gray beard is a, a crown of glory. But he got to live that ripe old age, such a blessing that many people are, uh, they don't have the opportunity. And it says, an old man and satisfied with life probably had a smile on his face taking that last breath. Satisfied with life. I want to be satisfied with life. And we have to think that there's so much that can bog us down, but what's really, truly important? You know, we, we need to just think about where that satisfaction comes from. It comes from Jesus Christ. And it says, gathered to his people, his soul to the congregation up in heaven uh, was championed up there. He was now with those that knew him before and were there waiting for him. And so that's the end of the life of Abraham. However, it doesn't stop with that, right? Because there's a legacy that he has really put in motion, that he's set up. We think about what a legacy is and, and really our opportunities. Now, we know that Abraham wasn't perfect. We know that he messed up. He was human. In fact, there are two times, chapter 12 and chapter 20, where he lied about his wife, right? He says, no, Sarah is my, she's my sister. She's not my wife. And so he did deceive. We talked about Hagar, where he uh, had relations with her and Ishmael came up. And we know that was a disaster and it has been since the time that he was born until even now with so much happening in the Middle East because of that. And then we know about Keturah. And, and so we've got this heritage of Abraham, but now we look at Isaac. And you're going to read in the next chapter that Isaac did the exact same thing that his dad did, that he lied about his wife, Rebekah to Abimelech, the king of the Philistines. And so do you, do you think that maybe Isaac was going, gosh, if dad can do it, it's probably okay with me? Or maybe there was a story that was uh, circulating around that uh, Abraham did this, and it's like, okay, cool. If, 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 I guess that's all right, or whatever it may be. And we probably all have examples of things that we did that we see something else, somebody else doing, and we think, gosh... I guess I shouldn't have done that. You know, whether it's sitting on the, the arm of a couch and then our grandkids or kids come over there and they sit there and they fall off and we can't get mad at them because they're just doing what we did, right? 
I mean, it happens that way. So there can be, we have to be careful. There's a legacy of bad behavior. And then we look at Jacob. I mean, he lied to his father that he was Esau. He wanted the blessing, right? He was a conniver. And, and uh, you'll read that in a few chapters. And he laid with uh, Leah's maidservant and Rachel's maidservant and uh, all of these things. And so there, there is somewhat of this legacy from Abraham down to his sons. But there's also a good legacy as well, as we know that he's faithful, that he's shown himself to be faithful. And um, someone once said, I cannot put a value on a life without including the legacy left behind. It's intertwined together. So we think of even famous people from maybe hundreds of years ago that they have some statement or, or, or something that they did that we look back and say that legacy still continues. And so faith, faith is the legacy really that Abraham has left. He has lived it out for the most part. He bestows that upon Isaac, upon Jacob. It, it just continues and continues. And, and we see evidence of this as we look at Hebrews 11. Because that's really where we see all those that have lived the life of faith. Hebrews eleven seventeen says, By faith Abraham, when he was tested, tested, offered up Isaac. Think of what kind of faith that was. That was amazing. Would, what would we do in that situation? But he was faithful to the point where he had to be called off because he was going to go through what, what God had tested him to do. Hebrews eleven twenty by faith Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau. And Hebrews eleven twenty one by faith Jacob as he was dying blessed each of the sons of Joseph. And so there is this legacy of faith that Abraham has carried through. And one writer says, "My legacy will continue after." I've moved on into the next life. I will be remembered for my attitude, my presence, my words and actions that left either a pleasant fragrance or a putrid stench. And so as you think about how we live our lives, people are watching, people are taking notes, and we have abilities to shape the lives of those that God has put in our path, whether it's family members or coworkers or people in our neighborhood or whoever that may be, friends of ours, that as they watch, as they see us, as they see how we react to certain situations, there is a legacy that we can establish and have somebody say, gosh, I knew this person once a long time ago and they acted this way and I, I just, it just made me think about it, and I'm just so different because of that. And these are opportunities. And the question is, what legacies do we want to live, live out and leave? Do we want to perhaps leave a legacy of joy in the midst of difficulty? Have we maybe experienced something that was very hard to go through, and we stuck to it, and we came through that, and somebody has taken note of that and said, wow, I just I appreciate how that person really responded to that issue. They could have shaken their fist at God, but they were filled with joy in how they 
were still under pressure, but, but they, they put their trust in the Lord. And how powerful that is. Or maybe a legacy of encouraging and inspiring others toward greatness. I, I see this in people. I tell Claudia she's such an encourager of people. Of just bringing out the best in them and saying, you can do it, I see this in you, you're better than that kind of a thing. Maybe that's you, maybe that's how God has gifted you, or, or maybe just giving your time and talents in service to the Lord. Maybe you're not serving for any accolades, but just to be faithful, and, and somebody is watching and they say, wow, maybe, maybe I want to do that too, because that person is just wanting to do it because they want to please the Lord. Or, or maybe a legacy of modeling forgiveness. Is it hard to give, forgive people sometimes? Yes, I mean, we're surrounded sometimes by people that are difficult. But to show unconditional love for family and friends, uh, we look at 1 Peter 4, 8, above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. And so many different types of legacies and our lives are made of choices, big choices, small choices, there's ups and downs and we, we can have these seasons of, of uh, smoothness and difficulty but really what we look at is we look to the life of Abraham is that he was faithful in all that he did and he left this legacy down through all generations, and we read about this even in the book of Hebrews, toward the end of the New Testament, about how faithful he was. And so let me ask you a question. Has somebody, somebody's legacy impacted you? Has there been somebody that you say, part of me is from that person, the way I respond to something, the, the way I, I think about something or do something, it's because of, you know, fill in the blanks. And uh, the other question is, are you thinking about a legacy that you're leaving today to others? And we may not think about it in these times. You don't think about it as we look at Abraham. And, and you know, again, we've said goodbye to Abraham in chapter 25, but... His thread throughout Scripture is one that is faithful. And we look back and, and uh, even Jesus makes reference to him in many different situations, that, that he is such a pillar of that. But we can too. We can be in that Hebrews 11 uh, if, if there were more opportunities to put people in there but by faith, by, by all the different things. And so... Uh, I would just encourage you to think about as you're living your life here, however many years the Lord's going to give you, whether it's uh, 175 or, or maybe a, little, a few years less, I don't know, that every day is an opportunity for us, much like Abraham, to leave a legacy of our, our love for Christ. That's really important. And... Certainly it can be what we say, but a lot of it is just how we live it out. That it's real, that we just don't say something and, and, and act differently, but that we are consistent. And um, whether there's a scripture verse that, that is maybe your noteworthy verse, 
that maybe your grandchildren will post on their refrigerator and say, this reminds me of my grandmother or whatever it may be. And, and that carries down through generations. Um, that's key and that's important. And so as we look at Abraham, we say goodbye to him. He takes his last breath. He's filled with joy. He's lived his life well. And we can live our life well, even though we may have aches and pains and difficulties. It's really about how we finish and, and really the legacy that we live, because that goes beyond our last here breath here on earth. Make sense? All right, well, let's pray. Father, as we think of Abraham and how faithful he was in the midst of his humanness and the things that he did that we kind of scratch our heads with, he did leave a legacy, and legacy is important as we think about our responsibility, our duty as Christians to be able to impart the joys of the Lord, the knowledge of the Lord to others all around us, Lord. Opportunities exist everywhere. And so, Lord, let us not look at, at the immediacy of whatever issues we may go through, but let us look at them as opportunities for others to learn and watch as we go through them, knowing that we will trust you, we will be faithful, much like Abraham. And we know that you are with us. You will not leave us, you will not forsake us. And may we just have that confidence, that joy, just to continue to minister to your people until our last breath is here on earth and we take a deep breath in your presence for all eternity. We thank you for this time tonight. In Jesus' name, amen.